Hey everyone, this is Scott Levin, Chief Peacekeeper, and I'm here today with Susan Guthrie. Hi Susan, how are you? Hey Scott, it's nice to be here with you. If you don't know Susan, you need to know Susan. She's like uber famous in the divorce world and the family law. Is that a thing? (laughs) She was, I think you were pretty much the inventor. I don't know if you were the inventor of online mediation, but you really certainly brought it to the forefront as far as I'm aware. Yeah, well, and I, and I fell into it by necessity, but yeah, I got lucky when COVID hit or I was lucky to know how to do it. So I think that gave me a little, little toehold in the arena. Yeah. Well, so um, Susan is an author, a podcaster. Her website's amazing. Uh, just for all things, family law and divorce, she has really incredible content. So just, well, I'll put all the links and stuff in the, uh, description, but today I thought it would be interesting for Susan and I to talk about an issue that is comes up in every single divorce that I do, and I'm sure um, in all of Susan's divorces, and that really is where do you go for information and support during a divorce, uh, and a lot of people look to friends and family, you know, for guidance and support, what should I do when it first happens, and all of those things. And traditionally, those are kind of traditional methods. And I always, you know, not, I don't warn people, but I kind of advise people that, look, friends and family aren't going to always have the best advice for you during a divorce. In fact, my own mother uh, sent an email to me and copied one of her friends about four months ago. And it said, Scott, um, this, this is my friend. You've known her forever. She's, they're going to go get through a divorce. She needs the, the, the sharkiest shark attorney you could get. Can, who do you recommend? I said, mom, you know, I'm a peacekeeper. I'm a mediator by choice. You know, I don't believe in that. So my own mother abandoned all of the education that she's seen me doing over all these years to advise her friend right away to get him. Get um, the worst that you can get, right? Yeah. Exactly. So uh, these days, a lot of people look to social media for advice and support and just guidance during their divorce. And I thought it would be interesting for Susan and I to talk about, you know, is that a good thing? How, do, how should we caution people, if any, about that? So what are your thoughts, Susan, about, you know, social media is where we get our news, as you know. What, what do you think about social media and divorce and, and how people are using it? Yeah, it's, it's such a great topic. I'm so glad that you chose this one. And it really strikes me, especially since I know you and I are both pretty active on social media. Uh, and, you know, there's good and bad that comes with social media for people. Um, I've been practicing long enough to remember, like, you know, people getting divorced before social media even existed. And then I remember the days where social media started to come into our divorces. Now, as you just said, it's a topic that in some way touches every divorce that we have. And this information piece is a really interesting one because we have turned into a culture that when something is happening in our lives or anything, like we have a question, I was out to dinner with my husband the other night and he said, what, you know, who starred in that movie or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know, Google it, right? You know, what's the first thing that we do? We grab these things, we are little mini pocket computers. And much of what will come up for you people is things like YouTube videos when they Google divorce or somebody's Instagram feed or Facebook or blog posts, all of which somewhat constitute social media. And 
as wonderful as that is, that we have that at, at our fingertips, literally, yep. um, how do you know that the information that you're getting, right, is, is the right information, is helpful information, and has, you know, is, is something that you can trust. And that is a huge issue because now I bet when people come to see you, you spend a part of your time with some clients having to correct information yeah. that they've gotten from sources that is, that are often social media. Well, my friend on Facebook said, yeah, no, totally. And, and, and even if it's good information, I'll give you a kind of an example uh, I had a loved one uh, recently go through a pretty uh, significant uh, health situation. And she, of course, couldn't necessarily turn to me for the best support because I am who I am. So she started going on these uh, Facebook, uh, you know, um, groups, support groups. And they were good at first, but then it, it almost felt like um, hearing how sick people were and how, and and it, like it was kind of overload for her it almost put her into a a full-blown depression before anything bad had really happened to her yet you know right. and it's like too much might be too much for people well and it's filtered through the people's own personal experiences of who are making these comments or doing that and i i really think it's important what you've just brought up here because Facebook especially, but getting into a support group, it's not any longer where you go and sit in your, you know, church or synagogue's basement and meet with other people going through. Now our Facebook is for the most part where we find our support groups. It can be wonderful to find people who are going through the same thing you're going through. It's never going to be exact, but just anyone who's like in that process. But flip of that, mm -hmm. It is exactly what you just said. Is it really helpful day in and day out? Because we walk around with these in our pockets. We scroll through that Facebook feed, um, looking for that support to constantly be hearing other people's filters of their divorce experience. Might it not in some cases do what it did for your relative and either give us too much information or not give us information that is helpful in the end. And I think of the divorce support groups because go on any, go to Facebook right now, go find a divorce support group and start scrolling through. And you're going to see someone say, my ex did this today. And then you were going to see a hundred comments below that about what a jerk your ex is. And, and what they should and, do in response or how, yes. to, how to respond. Yep. And, and, is that helpful? You know, maybe there is a certain amount of validation in, a, in the moment, but a hundred people telling you you're right, did you need that? Mm -hmm. and, and did it help you? Again, because once you're in the divorce process, at least as a, you know, as an attorney mediator like myself and, and, and Susan, or I'm not speaking for you, but the goal is to get through the process, not to get stuck in it, right? Yes. Uh, to get through the process, if at all possible, you know, skipping all of the back and forth is really how you get through the process. Let's look at this like a business and do our best to support ourselves emotionally on the outside. Do we need a therapist? Do we need a coach? Do, we, do I need a consulting attorney 
Do I need a certified uh, divorce uh, financial analyst? Do I need a mediator? Building a team to make sure that you're making wise decisions is really the goal, not to get back in that back and forth. You know, about, you know, Susie didn't come home with her backpack. Uh, You know, I'm going to go to court to make sure the judge tells him or her that Susie needs to bring the backpack. All of a sudden, it's not a court order. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and that's the point, right? Like, is there any information in the litany of what a jerk they are that's actually helpful? Because what's helpful if Susie didn't bring her backpack back would be have a respectful conversation with your co-parent and have some understanding around why it's so important for Susie to have her backpack, what you might do in the future to make sure that Susie's backpack's not forgotten. You know, that type of how are you going to fix this going forward? Spending a couple of hours talking about what an idiot your ex-spouse is or your co-parent is only keeps you caught in that toxic cycle of conflict. And that's where, you know, one thing I would point out to people is a lot of these support groups are unmonitored or not monitored strongly enough by the person who started it. So you really need to find one that is um, moderated well by the the sponsor. My friend, Kate Anthony, I think you've met Kate. She's a Mm -hmm. divorce coach in um, California and Los Angeles. Uh, She has a wonderful support group, a couple of them online, and she moderates the crap out of those, right? She makes sure that the content is actually helpful. So look for that if if you're finding your support in that forum. Absolutely. So things like, uh, does the support group make you answer a couple of questions at the beginning? Just that alone, like, we'll let you know, if you can join uh, without doing anything but clicking, you have to, you know, understand that anybody could be, you know, responding and giving their thoughts at that point. But I don't want to keep Susan any longer, but uh, we'll come back with another topic another time. But uh, Susan, thank you so much for your time and your uh, really great guidance today. Thank you. Oh, loved coming. Love to come back. Thanks for having me, Scott.